This weekly podcast inspires you to step outside of your comfort zone. My name is Zakir Muhammad, and I'm your host of the Living Legacy Podcast. I am a cancer survivor, brand cultivator, strategist, author, and world traveler. This Living Legacy Podcast features women of purpose sharing stories of resilience. They are single and married. They are artists and entrepreneurs who run businesses and juggle parenthood. If you are ready to hear interviews about professionalism, entrepreneurship, travel, life, and love, you are in the right place. They will share stories of how they overcame adversity while seeing life through a different lens. Let's get into it. So I'm so excited to talk to today's guest in the Living Legacy podcast, Vev Shell, also known as Michelle today. And she is a metaphysical minister, a family constellation facilitator, and a clinical hypnotist. So she guides emotionally conscious daughters to connect the dots from their mother wounds to the issues in their life, whether it's a relationship, a career, fertility, infertility, other health, and parenting issues. She does this with paradigm shifting, evidence-based trauma informed healing experiences. So she asked a lot of questions about the stuff that we may not want to talk about. And we're going to talk about trauma. We're going to talk about fertility. We're going to talk about how she really got started as a hypnotist and what she does. The whole purpose of this season is always interviewing people who are completely different and have completely different point of views than I. So as you may know from previous episodes, I do have issues with infertility. So if you listen to my episode number two, PCOS, so you know you have a general idea of how I've dealt with PCOS. We'll get to touch on that a little bit more for those who are dealing with fertility or those who have trauma-based relationships with their mother. So we're going to learn a lot about that in this episode. Vev Shell, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Zakira. I'm so glad to be here and I'm excited to be on your show. And I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, it's one of my favorite to have. I am too, because it's been such, I was such an interesting correlation between infertility and the mother wound, but it makes sense because everything is passed down through the woman. Yeah. <laughs> I like to talk about the hard stuff. <laughs> so let's start with that. What do you do? So I am a metaphysical minister. Um, I am clergy, fully accredited clergy. Um, I'm also a family constellation facilitator and a clinical hypnotist. And really what I do is I guide women um, as they connect the dots from their mother wound to issues in their life. So issues in their relationships. And I do this with from the lens of family trauma mapping from family constellations and from clinical hypnosis. In 2017, I started my business as a clinical hypnotist. I went to school, I did my clinical hours. Hours and then I was like, I'm going to open my business. And I did. And I had a hypnosis business for um, about a year. And then I was at the time recording my own podcast that I no longer have. But at the time I interviewed um, a person in her practice. She was also a clinical hypnotist, but she was also a family constellation facilitator. And I was so fascinated by what she did because in a sense, you know, when I'm working with my clients in hypnosis, we work in the subconscious, right? We work on these uh, programs and these tapes that we basically have programmed into our our uh, subconscious and, and that really directs the way that we orient to the world and the way we respond to the world and the way that we show up to life. But what I felt like was missing, not, not that hypnosis is not a great and complete uh, adjunctive um, tool in and of itself, but for me in the practice that I wanted to build, it, 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 I needed another layer of tools. How did you really get into it? Because everyone had their calling, everyone knows their paper, but how did you really get into it? 
Yeah. So I, I think I've been on this um, lifelong healing journey since I was a kid. I am a product of a, of a traumatic childhood, I guess I could say. Um, my mother was an addict. Um, I was raised in foster care. I've always had this, um, this urge. Before I came to this work, I was in finance um, and I was in finance for a majority of my career. And I would say about 2013, I started becoming really uh, unhappy. Um, and I knew that that was not like the legacy that I wanted to build. I knew that was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And kind of, you know, I'm, I'm at that age where I'm getting to the second half of my life. And um, I'm like, reevaluating everything at that point and going, you know, I, I, there's something else I need to do here. And so I started exploring what it is that I wanted to do. And so I got into holistic um, healing into energy healing into spiritual healing. I went back to school. I became a minister. I went to school. I became a hypnotist. And then most recently I added family mapping and um, family constellations to my portfolio. I feel like a lot of people have questions right now. Like, what is she talking about? <laughs> so family mapping is like a Google definition to break it down easily, right? So family mapping really is a systemic view of, um, of your family. And so if somebody comes to me and they're saying, okay, and we'll take today's topic. Um, I have nonspecific infertility. Um, there's really nothing wrong with my body and I just need to understand, uh, maybe there's some, uh, mind, body, spirit, holistical disconnect for me with regards to, um, fertility and getting pregnant. So my lens, um, is how do we explore that, uh, through the lens of your mother wound? And my tool is family mapping. So through like a three generation genie, I'm going to take a look at your family tree, so to say, and I have a very specific way of examining that that uses what's called the core language approach. And I'm looking for words that stand out at me, words that kind of have a life of their own. And from there, I can generally map the trauma or the issue back through your family to get to the root of it. Um, family constellations then is a really an experiential and somatic approach to releasing uh, the family entanglements that exist within that family system. And so family mapping and family constellation, um, family constellations really helps my clients get to the root of the issue either uh, epigenetically through inherited family trauma or inherited stories about our family that we just keep perpetuating um, or the attachment, the way that we attached and did not attach. And uh, I have integrated that into my practice and now all three, so family mapping, family constellations and clinical hypnosis um, are the three tools that I use uh, in my practice around healing the mother wound. And that became the specialty that I um, eventually landed on. And it makes sense because it was my own story, right? I had a very traumatic childhood um, and I was really fortunate that along the way I got a lot of therapy, I got a lot of healing and I was able to um, work through that process of what it looked like to um, not have a really great relationship with my mom and how that affected me in so many different areas of my life. And it wasn't really until I found mapping and constellations that it all came full circle. And I really understood how um, important it is to resolve that, um, that generational mother wound really is what is what we're going to be talking about here. Okay. Give an example for those who are maybe similar to you, not necessarily foster care, but have grown up with trauma what would you see what would you what would be that first step if they wanted to work with you and they had parents who just 
not necessarily abandon them just for no reason, but you know, because of circumstances or whatever else. Where I start with that is um, through, uh, you know, what any new new client would do, which would be our intake appointment, and that intake appointment really is exploring the family map, and so. Um, we would do just that. We would sit down and I would say, tell me about your mom. Was she warm and loving? Was she cold and critical? And I would start to guide you through this conversation about your mom, your dad, her mom, your mom's mom, your dad's, your mom's dad, your dad's mom, your dad's dad. And I would start to build this picture of, um, of your family tree. What I do know though is epigenetically and energetically, Whatever emotional climate was within your father when you were conceived and your mother, right? Because if, if he's carrying it, if he's carrying this, this, this weight, she's also carrying this weight, right? She's got a husband or she's got a, the children, the, her father's children are, uh, her children's father is, is maybe sick or maybe has this exposure. He's been in the in war. He may be holding war trauma. There's so much that can go into that, right? So then epigenetically that gets passed down through the children and the children then create uh, epigenetic responses to the subconscious understanding that they have about what it means to be a part of this family, right? So while it very well could be that the Agent Orange chemical was transmitted through, you know, the in, through the uh, the process of of creating life with your mom and your dad, right? So you actually were born with this chemical in your body, but it also, depending upon how the family dealt with this situation, there becomes entanglements about the way that love flows within that family. So um, who, it, so it's like, what did you understand as a child about the way that your about the way that you belonged into the family, about your, the way that your mom cared for you, about you, the way that maybe you had to care for mom or care for dad or belong in the family in the way that you did. And what did that create within you in the way you then show up and orient to, orient to the world? And so that's what we would start to look at. Um, and so that's the family mapping process. And that's where we would get started. So what are the, some of the questions that you would typically ask to kind of evaluate that? Oh, okay. So we start with really simple questions like, give me two words that describe your mother. Give me two words that describe your relationship with your mother. How would your mother describe her mother? Um, what is your biggest fear? These are really simple questions, but the answers uh, prove to be very powerful and really start to create um, this journey that we can take through the stories that exist within your family. I can tell uh, sometimes by some of the questions where your hidden loyalties are. So I might ask somebody, okay, so out of your two parents, who should have left the other? And we're going to get a couple of different answers to that question. Somebody's going to say, oh, well, yeah, my dad should have totally left my mom or my mom should have totally left my dad. I don't know why she stayed with him for so long. The likelihood that there might be um, a merge happening or a way that she might live life or take on the responsibility of mom's emotions that might happen tells me there's a break between father and daughter. And so that can show up and manifest in a lot of ways. Um, it's going to tell me how she shows up to her relationships. So there's lots of little clues that I get just from the questions that I ask. Um, and it's less about the story and it's more about the words that my clients use to actually describe what's going on when those questions get asked. Because when I, when I ask somebody, give me two words to describe your mom, 
generally they don't need to think about that. Somebody's going to say, well, she was amazing and loving, or she was going to say, you know, I've had clients say she was cold and heartless. What is the subconscious story that you carry around motherhood and about around pregnancy? Um, what is the connection between um, your breaking the bond, and I'll talk about what that is, and your feelings about pregnancy or motherhood, right? So breaking the bond is a break in the maternal bond between uh, child and mother. And oftentimes, or this really happens between in utero and about seven years old. And so what message do you, did you receive in that time about um, what it means to be a mom? and what it means to trust your mom and to trust your body. And, and these are conversations we're having as a baby to seven years old, but there are subconscious messages that we receive about that experience. How is your fertility issue related to the ways that you might be merged or living life like your mom? Does your mom have a narrative around pregnancy? Does your mom have a narrative around motherhood? You know, if, if you're a, a, a person who grew up hearing their mom talk about how difficult it was to have kids and how it was the worst thing she ever did, well, what kind of story do you think you carry subconsciously around that? Could that be an issue that's affecting your fertility? Is your body saying, I know what you want, but the subconscious message that we carry that we believe is going to keep you safe is that pregnancy and motherhood is dangerous. What messages did you receive about what it means to become a parent, to be pregnant in general? Like was pregnancy talked about in your home as the scariest thing that could, you could ever go through? As super painful, as like the worst you could ever do? What is your birth story? What did you hear about birth growing up? Um, does that create a subconscious fear that may be shutting your body down towards pregnancy? Was there a birth trauma? Um, if your body, and, and if you have a birth trauma, Chances are you don't remember, maybe you heard the story from your mom, but your body remembers that story because our body holds our trauma. It doesn't go away unless we work it out of our body. And so if your body is holding a birth trauma story, then maybe that is also affecting you and you wouldn't even know it, you know? And that's why some of these subconscious mechanisms of working through this issue are so important because um, oftentimes in talk therapy or with your doctor, you're just talking it out. You're not getting in touch with that deep down core body memory that could be holding these stories. What did you learn about co-parenting? What did you learn about parenting in general? You know, did you grow up in a, a single parent household that you learned that, you know, co-parents don't exist and you, you know, it creates a fear in you that you don't want to do it for your, by yourself. You could have a great partner, right? You could have somebody who's all in. But this message, if you carry this message about, you know, you eventually have to do it for yourself. Well, what is that subconsciously doing to your body? Is it holding on to your ability to, to become a parent? Uh, this is a big one. If the messages that you got around partnering or parenting um, and kind of going back to what I was just saying, were frustrating, disappointing, non-supportive, you know, do you, or do you feel that you're going to repeat the same? Does your attachment style, which is directly related to how you were or were not nurtured by mom, lend you to feel like you have a committed partner in parenting, which is directly related to your mother wound and whether or not you were nurtured and, right, did I make a good choice as a partner? Um, and if we don't feel like we have a committed and supportive partner, then we may subconsciously uh, shut down our ability to conceive until we feel safe. Does your mother wound manifest as perfectionism? And so if you, um, if it does, one might create a block that says, if I can't do this whole pregnancy and parenting thing perfect, then I'd rather not do it um, because it becomes this other thing that we have to perform, this other thing that we have to do. 
Are you rejecting mom and therefore rejecting yourself, your body, and your ability to carry a pregnancy? As daughters, the story or the resolution to our trauma, to our issues, it always lays in the story of our mother. We can't escape that. And so if we think that, you know, I, you know, I have clients that say, well, you know, I just, I went no contact with my mom. I'm not interested in having a relationship with her. She's super toxic and narcissistic and um, I just don't want her in my life. Okay. That doesn't mean that any of that goes away. The ways that you learn communication from her are going to follow you into your relationships. So all these things that you reject her for are still going to show up in your life just with other faces. So the issues that we want or the way that we want to resolve that is not that you have to like come back and you have to have this, you know, active relationship with mom or you guys have lunch every Sunday and you know, there's no boundaries. That's not the, what we're talking about. What we're talking about is how do you shift the way that you hold mom internally? How do you shift the way that you hold the stories and the facts of your family? And how do you use that to empower your own healing? And so I have clients who may never be safe enough, or it may never be physically safe enough to have a physical relationship with mom. But you learn to understand what she came from, and you learn to understand what made her. And in that, um, as we work through the way that these stories sit in your body, as we work through the ways they've affected your life, as we work through the ways that you are empowered to heal this, the way you hold that story, the way you hold mom, usually begins to soften. And when that begins to soften, uh, you really, at that point, are, are starting to build, um, you know, kind of lay those bricks to building this bridge of compassion for mom. And if you can have compassion for mom, there's really no need to work through forgiveness of mom, right? Because there's nothing to forgive if you have compassion for where she came from. Of course, mom wasn't present for me as a, as a child because nobody was present for her. She never learned how to do that. She never learned that skill. She didn't carry that into motherhood with her. So the fact that I have compassion for mom means there's really nothing to forgive because she didn't act in any malice way. She was acting from what she learned and what she knew and what she brought into motherhood with her. And so it creates this really interesting dynamic where you just soften and you hold that whole story of you and mom differently inside. And what that does is it takes you out of this fight that you stay in, right, to get what you didn't get as a little girl, because the work that we do shifts the focus from you trying to get that from mom to how do you give that to yourself. And if you can give it from your set to yourself, you're no longer expecting it from her, that burden of carrying the weight of this relationship and what you'll never get from her. And so that's the, that's the basis of mother wound healing, because at its core, when we don't trust mom, there is a part of us that subconsciously doesn't trust ourselves, And those messages are directly tied to our subconscious desire even to get pregnant. Do we really want to bring children into this world? If you're subconsciously, especially these last, you know, especially right now, right? There's a lot going on in the world. And um, if we're fearful of the world that we live in, we're concerned about things like climate change and political unrest and state-sponsored violence and income and food insecurity and overpopulation and economic injustices and the rise of authoritarianism and white supremacy and all these things that are happening in the world, um, does that affect our, our desire to give children? And I think we have this obligation as women to like populate the world. Um, but really deep down, if we don't feel safe in the world, if we don't feel like we want to, um, you know, 
bring children into this world, then maybe our body will respond in ways that we can't really verbalize. You know, we, because if, because we're attacked and we're demonized and we say, we don't want to have children, right? So maybe if, if there is a fear of bringing children into this world, but you can't verbalize that, sometimes our body has a way of shutting. Yeah, I agree with that one because I've seen a Facebook post or a few Facebook posts, even from people within my own generation who are like, I don't really want to bring kids into this world. You know, I'd rather wait till I live into another country or until, you know, 10 years passes by and this, you know, died down a little bit. So I agree with that one. Yeah, I have some theories and I'd really love to study like the rates of um, how the how the last say five years has really affected the fertility rate specifically in this country and everything that we're experiencing. I mean, with the rate of violence, with, um, you know, the, the president that we have elected, um, with the maternal uh, mortality rate specifically amongst black women increasing, like, is this creating a fear that says, you know what, I don't want to bring children into this world? Actually, there have been a few. Um, I probably will share it with you and probably even share it as an excerpt with the audience, but I feel like, I don't know if it was her post, but someone already shared it. Someone had already looked at it that the rates have gone down. Really? Yeah. I, it doesn't surprise me at all. I, it doesn't surprise me. And I think that there's, and, and, and more so, like, what is the subconscious decision to not have children and how is that manifesting as infertility? Because that's really, I mean, that's my wheelhouse, right? What are the subconscious messages that, receive, that we receive about uh, birthing children? We have this idea that babies, right, don't experience pain or don't experience emotion or, you know, we all know that to be true, to be untrue now, but there was a time in our, in our history where we, you know, we would circumcise little boys. Well, oh my God, can you imagine the trauma that that body holds um, from that? So what is the trauma? Was there a trauma around your birth that maybe your body still holds? On? Yeah, that makes sense because I agree with the fact that back in the day before Google, most people didn't know where babies came from and didn't know just how powerful the umbilical cord was. Right, right. And how it needs to stay connected. And you know, we are still learning as a people. Modern medicine is still learning, I, I should say. And so as we discover more things, um, I think what we're finding is that I know it, right? Holistic healers know it allopathic medicine and doctors are starting to realize how much of a mind-body connection there really is and how much, um, you know, we really need to consider the whole person. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. These are, yeah. It just, just these few questions are just like, I'm even thinking about the answer to them myself. So these are all really great questions. Very important questions. This episode is sponsored by Talkspace. Sometimes you just need someone undivided attention to talk to in a non-judgment manner. If you already tried therapy, you know that it can be difficult to wait days or weeks until your next appointment. With Talkspace, you can send your therapist a message anytime, anywhere. Whether you're near a laptop, tablet, or smartphone, your conversation carries over seamlessly across devices and uses banking-grade encryption to keep it safe and confidential. Get $150 off your first week with my code 162-8448. That's 162-8448. Here's the thing. There is good news, right? Um, While our mother wound can create this subconscious fear and these subconscious blocks to becoming pregnant, um, our body doesn't work in a vacuum. Our mind, our body, our spirit, they all work together and and they create the story that we tell ourselves. And the story that we tell ourselves is how we survive. But we, being you know, having dominion and power over our mind and we can change that story. And so mother wound healing is about changing that story. So that's the good news. We can, um, we can address the issues. 
We can address the fears. Uh, we can address the way that these stories are held in our family entanglements and story and system. And then we can work on a systemic and even a personal level to bring um, the mind, body, spirit into alignment to resolve these issues and then restore uh, the flow of love in a family to restore um, some of these entanglements and these loyalties and set them right so that you can then create your own story around how you want to be, um, uh, how you want to parent, how you want to birth, how you want to become pregnant or don't. As, uh, you know, a, a, as a facilitator of this work, that to me is the most interesting part because we feel sometimes very alone in carrying that weight. And when we're able to see how it has affected our entire family, even maybe through generations, we suddenly don't feel so alone. So we don't feel like we're carrying the burden of it, but we also feel like we're part of a system and a family. And that in and of itself can make and create such a huge shift in the way that we exist in our own healing space and in the way that we exist in a family and in the way that we're willing to show up to do healing work. And so that's such an important part. And we get to put these pieces together and have these aha moments that go, oh my God, I never would have thought that that was connected, but it's completely connected. And so sometimes that aha moment is what sparks that shift that just leads to so much healing. So let's talk about that because this is kind of an aha moment I realized and just how much trauma can affect uh, fertility and infertility and not just women, but also men. So let's talk about the correlation between let's see, mother and daughter and even um, father and daughter when it comes to, or even father and son when it comes to fertility. When I talk about this, I want to be really clear that I'm talking about like non-specific fertility. I'm not a doctor. Women need to go to their doctor or people who are working to get pregnant need to go to their doctor if they're having fertility issues and figure out why. You are not an OBGYN. So I am not. No. You can, yeah. you know, I'm coming strictly from a holistic perspective. I work in partnership with OBs, with fertility clinics, with you know your doctor, with your therapist. And so it's not, this is, this also work doesn't also happen in a vacuum. So I just want to make that, that clear. And thank you for bringing that up. I didn't even think to say that. Where I'm coming from is that no physical issue exists in a vacuum. And if there's a physical issue sometimes, or if there's no physical issue, sometimes the issue is um, emotional or sometimes it's subconscious. And so that's really what I'm talking about because I'm a, I'm a metaphysical minister, I'm a holistic practitioner. And so I'm looking for ways that are not physical that maybe the doctor has already, um, you know, cause they've already done that part. And sometimes if you have a diagnosis, there's still an emotional and subconscious component to that, right? Um, because our bodies will follow the lead of our subconscious and create in creating the realities that we believe are safe for us. So sometimes that reality that we don't believe is safe for us is motherhood. And so if, you know, so in saying that, it's good to look at both the physical issues and, and the emotional um, and maybe even the spiritual issues around around fertility if, if there are challenges there. So, but if you, if, so if you learn how to attach from your mom, right, and then you learn what uh, a relationship may or may not look like based on uh, the relationships that you had with your, with your father, well, those two things are gonna make up the story of you and how you exist in relationships. And so, of course, both need to be addressed, but the way that we attach is uniquely different. Um, the way we attach with mom is, is, has its own weight 
um, that's a little bit different than the way we do or do not attach to dad. And so it's the reason that I focus on, on mother wound and specifically around this issue of fertility and infertility. My work specifically is between mother and daughter. Um, I, I don't often do work between um, father and daughter. It can be a part of the story, but my specialty is mother and daughter and mother wound healing. So I'm going to keep that perspective just because it's, it's, it's my wheelhouse. It's, it's my lane. But first, before we get into that, I want to explain a little bit about the foundation of my work, what its influences are, and um, how a mother wound really develops in us, because I think all of that is important to really get to the meat of what we're talking about. The foundation of my work, uh, Family Mapping and Family Constellations, comes from Bert Hellinger, who is the founder of Family Constellations. Now, Mark Wolin um, is a student of Bert Hellinger, and he, Mark Wolin wrote the book, It Didn't Start With You. And I highly recommend that anybody who's interested in exploring this read that book, because it really starts to help you put some of these pieces together. Um, that book not only changed my life personally, but it changed my private practice and how literally how, like how I approach life in general. I then enrolled into the Family Imprint Institute, um, which was founded by one of Mark Wolin's protégés uh, or one of Mark, Mark's students, Joanna Lynn. So that's kind of how I came to this work. Um, so the methodology of family mapping and of uh, family constellations under Mark's um, branch of the work uses uh, what's called the core language approach. And this is kind of what I talked a little bit about earlier. It's very methodical and it, it asks very targeted um, questions and it, it leads a very targeted examination of the language that we use in our intake session. And it creates, like I said, the genogram of your family. And this is the map and it really maps your issues through the family tree so that it can be resolved at that like real root level. So if we're using the core language approach and applying it to the four themes, um, then a mother wound healing is really, uh, a, is really reflective of a break in the bond. And the other three themes are a merge, a rejection, and an identification. So um, again, mother wound healing addresses the break in the bond, Emerge addresses how we live life like a parent. And so we can be merged with our father or with our mother. And I talked specifically about what that looks like with our mother. Um, a rejection, which is a full on rejection of uh, one or both parents. And then an identification, which is you identifying with somebody in your family that is not your parent. And oftentimes that person has been excluded or their story has been silenced. And so it looks through the family soul, really. And when there are exclusions, um, it's it's not that, that that person's energy or that person's presence in the family goes away, it just manifests in someone else in the family. A lot of people who do this work, who do mother wound healing work, look at it from a very macro perspective of a matrilineal wound that's developed with living in a patriarchal society. And while it's definitely a big part of it, I approach this from a micro level and how it really affects your family. How do we develop a mother wound? I mean, people are talking about it now. It sounds like a really popular theme. Um, but what does that really mean? So our brains develop in relationship to our mom. It allows us to feel security and safety and to feel nurtured and to cared for and to be seen in our families. And this is anywhere from in utero to about seven years of life. Those are really the formative years for us. And so um, between the years of in utero to about three, those are the most important neurodevelopmental years. And so during that time, 75% of our brain develops and 90% of our neurons hook up to the way that we relate to mom. 
So as babies, we respond to her focus, to her attention, to her feeling, her tone of words, her touch. Um, and we feel loved through this and we feel connected through her. But if there's a separation, if there's a trauma, if mom is emotionally unavailable or not prepared to be mom or doesn't want to be mom or is further pulled elsewhere, if mom is coming to motherhood stressed or can't be fully present with that pregnancy and with that child, and this creates an imbalance. And as a child, when we don't get our needs met, um, it creates this maladaptation to our mother and it teaches us everything that we learn about connection and attachment at that time. And so these lessons that we learn about attachment and connection during this time, they follow us into adulthood and they stay with us until we get to the place where these adaptations are no longer working for us. And we're going, something has to change, right? I've got to fix something in my life because these patterns that I keep repeating or these things that I can't do. And at the core of it, like these adaptations that we create are really, um, when they're rooted in a mother wound, um, when they're rooted in the separation from mom, all of the adaptations and all of the struggles that we have in our life are really us just being still in that fight to get from the rest of the world, what we didn't get from mom. And so mother wound healing is about healing that. And so how do you know if you have a mother wound? Um, here's just some examples of how it may manifest. So um, you have an ache uh, for a connection with mom, even if mom's not necessarily safe. Maybe you were overmothered or you were smothered and you have a really hard time disconnecting from what is truly yours and what is truly mom's. Loving your kids and making them feel safe and secure and smothering your kids where they don't have the chance to like figure out who they are, figure out you know, what their feelings are, express themselves, make decisions for themselves and everything in their life is guided by their mother or their parent and then they get to be an adult and they're like, I don't really know how to adult. Like what, it, I, what? you can't take care of me and they have a hard time transitioning into adulthood. Sometimes that also then manifests in like you in a child being super independent. And so, um, I don't want to do it. I can do it. Mommy, let me do it. You know, sometimes that's a response to a break in the bond as an infant where the child learned, I got to be independent, take care of myself. Maybe you have trouble setting boundaries or you've been told that you're kind of needy in relationships or, um, you actively reject mom and everything she stands for. That's a huge break in the bond and that's a huge mother wound. Um, this is a big one, right? Um, when we carry a mother wound, we, tend, we, have, we might have a tendency to give away parts of ourselves just so that we can feel loved. First of all, systems marry systems. And what I mean when I say that is that um, we will marry people that directly mirror our need to heal or directly mirror our need for love. Um, and sometimes you ever, you know, have you ever been in a relationship with somebody where you're like, oh my God, I just have this undying attraction to them. And you get into that relationship with them and you're like, oh my God, they're totally not healthy and I need to get away, but I can't. Right. And you get into this like trauma bonded relationship. It's because the thing that needs to heal in them connects to the thing that needs to heal in you. And that's the connection. And so until one or both of you go, we need to do some deep inner healing work, that's the thing that's gonna be connected. If we attach to people who are directly uh, attached or connected to our childhood wounds, then we're gonna stay in those relationships until we start to heal that part of us that's wounded. And unfortunately, you know, that often that mirrors what we didn't get from our mother.
Now, men, it kind of, it's a little bit different, you know, it manifests differently because that's really more connected to their relationship with their father. But for women, it really is connected to what we didn't get as, as, as children from our mom and how we were or were not uh, cared for and loved. There's a really good book out there that I recommend if people are looking to, um, to really explore this a little bit more. It's called Attached. But it's an audio book. You can get it on Audible. But this is a really good book that talks about our attachment style and how we develop it from childhood. Reading that myself, I was like, oh, God, this is so good. Like, it makes so much sense now. And, and really, constellations and hypnosis kind of go hand in hand. What they do is they uh, employ neuroplasticity and allow you yourself to tell yourself a new story about how you hold mom internally, how you hold or release the body trauma that's held. And then this new story that you start to create about um, your own empowerment, the way you heal the little girl in you. There's so much more of the new story that we have to build once you're ready for that. And that's where I, that's this work really is very beneficial. So it's like another level of therapy. So therapy in the sense of really, really putting in the work. So I think, I don't want to say another level. I actually think it complements talk therapy really well, right? Because talk therapy is, is really part of the process where we discover how these things that we've experienced as children start to affect our life. And um, we need to figure that out and we need to like cognitively understand it. This is the, is the, the next level that says, okay, now that we understand it, uh, how do we move it out of our body? How do we get that story out. I work with a lot of therapists um, in tandem where they do the talk therapy and then they come to me and we do the systemic and, hip and subconscious work. I have this firm belief that as part of like family planning, we need to include in that awareness and healing for childhood trauma. Because I think that when we, if we were a generation of, of parents who healed our childhood trauma, think about how that would change the emotional climate of the world. And so considering all of those things in your, what I like to call, um, you know, you build a healing toolbox, putting all those things that work for you in your healing toolbox gives you just what, you know, this, this box that you can open and go, you know what, I need some yoga right now. And I need some, uh, some of this and I need some of that. And I need to meditate and I need to go see my doctor and I need to get this medicine, whatever you need, that's your healing toolbox. And we need all of it. Um, including allopathic medicine. Trauma definitely passed it down through generation and we say yes to therapy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> therapy. I think, you know, therapy is a, a, it's a great place to start. It's often the entry place, but I think therapy, right. Um, it deals with stuff up here and you process in your head and what you're feeling. But when you think about it, if we're talking about trauma, trauma is held in our body. So, um, employing other methods of healing along with therapy to deal with the complete picture of how our body holds that trauma will just get you to that next level of healing. So somatic practices, hypnotherapy, um, spiritual work, spiritual centering, like my mom had passed away when I was doing this work. So I think that it was a little bit easier because I didn't have to face her. I didn't have to be in relationship with her, but I think it was also really powerful doing that work because I was able to recreate the story that I needed to tell myself for healing. And so once we make that shift, we get to then learn to parent and nurture the little girl inside of us and give it to ourselves. So we stop expecting mom to do it. When we stop expecting mom to do it. That relationship shifts. If no one got anything else from this session, what is anything else that you would want them to remember or take away from this? Hmm, that's a good question. Kind of going back to what I said about Mark Wollen's book with It Didn't Start With You. A, read that book. 
And B, um, understand that whatever you're experiencing is a whole system. There's a whole system behind it. You don't have to carry it alone. And there are ways for you to work through understanding that system so that you can live a more empowered life. Because as much as we want to say we're independent and we can take care of ourselves, that's not reality. It's not. We are connected to a family through the systems and the entanglements of our family. And until we resolve those, we will still struggle with the issues that we're struggling with in life. And so as adults, we get to say, I'm going to take care of this now. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do it for me. And so commit in the new year to really digging into that process and what it looks like to create a life that's empowered by you, your choices, and your healing. I love it. And also... I also heard to really continue that aspect of self-care in 2020. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you cannot pour from an empty well. So um, it is okay. It is healthy. um, And it is not selfish to take care of yourself. So where can we find you on the web? Say, for example, they want to learn, the listeners want to learn more about you and how you can really help them. So where can we find you on the web and learn more about your services? So you can find me um, on my website, which is RevShell, so R-E-V-C-H-E-L-L-E.com. I'm on Instagram as the same. You can also find me on uh, YouTube. I've got some great videos that I put out about uh, mother wound work and, you know, like what is a mother wound? What is a break in the bond? What does it mean to reject your mom? And so I have some videos that I've been creating in the last few months to try to help answer some of these questions. Um, I do do remote work. Um, I am uh, beginning, um, I'm looking or I'm enrolling. I have 10 slots available for a new series that I'm going to be doing called Ending the Cycle of Your Mother Wound. Very nice. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. This has been very enlightening. Very informative. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on your show. Thank you for listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and download so you don't miss the next episode. If you want to learn more, you can visit ZakiraNayar.com. That's Z-A-A-K-I-R-A-H-N-A-Y-Y-A-R.com. Do you have any suggestions on a topic you want to be talked about? Send me an email or leave them in a review. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with your friends.